So, John, picture this. You've gone away for the weekend, you're in your parents' caravan, and suddenly you get seized by werewolves. What do you do? Well, I've already been seized. Sieged. Oh, sieged. There's werewolves all around the place. Okay. They're, they're, they're attacking the campsite. Okay, I thought you said seized, is it? Was no, it no, at no. that point, my options are pretty <laughs> limited. Okay, I think you mean besieged. Sure. Yeah. So I'm inside my parents' caravan, mm-hmm. and there are werewolves outside attacking the place. Mm-hmm. That's easy. I'll just turn on the hoover. They'll run into the night, yelping. Hmm, yeah, I'm not sure that's how werewolves work. That's how dogs work. If they say if there'd been a vacuum cleaner in this cottage, this movie would have been a lot shorter. Welcome everybody to Beyond the Box Set, podcast where we pitch prequels, sequels and spin-offs to films that don't have any. I'm Harry, joining me as always is John. Hello. And this week, it is week two of our uh, werewolf season for Halloween. Season of the wolf. Mm-hmm. And so we're doing Dog Soldiers, which dog was soldiers. last week's popular vote or something, I don't know. Well, yeah, you chose this, mm-hmm. but you didn't choose this. Yeah. So you, you asked people to name some werewolf films I, that don't have sequels. I chose this by proxy. Okay, is that, sure. Is that how proxy works? So what proxy is? I think so, yeah. I'm not, I'm not good with words. <laughs> um, so this, this week, less so than usual. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long week. All right, fine. Yeah, so Dog Soldiers. So I guess you hadn't seen this before. No. Never. I, yeah, I thought you had either. No, I had not. I'd heard of it. Mm. I'd heard good things, but I never got around to watching it. Mm-hmm. I mean, how would you describe this film in one word? Mm, B. B. <laughs> That's interesting. Like, just, it's a B movie. Yeah. Like, okay. I think it's, as a B-movie stands, mm-hmm. this is a very solid B-movie. Sure, 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 okay. I really enjoyed this. <laughs> I really had a great time with this film. It yeah. Was, I liked this film because it, it's a film that knew exactly what it wanted to be. It got that balance of comedy and genuine action mm. really nice. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. tonally jarring, I don't think. I think it was all kind of on the same level where, like... There were funny bits, but it wasn't that the characters were like wink, wink, nudge, nudge into the camera or just yeah. like being overtly comedic characters. It was just the comedy came from the situation, even though the characters were always taking the situation seriously, mm-hmm. which I I really like in a film. It made the funny bits so much funnier for me because they mm-hmm. came in a fairly serious situation. Yeah. There were lots of scenes that just made me laugh really loud and long and hard, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I could sort of see those scenes unfolding as they happened. Mm-hmm. Those scenes where I know, oh God, John's still laughing at this point. Do you have any examples? Well, I mean, the the period joke is a, is mm. probably the standout, I imagine. Imagine that kept you going for a good five minutes or so. I did chuckle, yeah. yeah. <laughs> New woman. Same old shite. Being nice to women will get you nowhere, Cooper. Being nice to me will get you killed. You may think they're all bitches, but... I'm the real thing. Do you think I like being part of this fucked up family? Do you think I chose to run with the pack? No. I chose you. But now you're out of luck and I'm out of time. And all we can do is let nature take its course. They were always here. I just unlocked the door. It's that time of the month. I mean, when did you realise, at what point did you realise this film was a comedy? 
Um, see, I still don't really know if, if, if you'd class it as a comedy. I think, no, 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 no. I think the point where I saw that was, um, or where, I, where that clocked for me, was when you first sort of see the werewolves in a yeah. way. Not that they look funny or they look hilarious or something, but you can just see it's just some people in suits. Yeah, yeah. Um, as, as soon as you can just see it's people in suits, they're like, okay, this film's it's not trying to be super serious. No. Because, you know, a, a different kind of film would have tried to make a like some kind of CGI monster looking thing, mm. which is what most TV shows and other films with werewolves in seem to do these days. Mm-hmm. I did also appreciate that this film was just a straight werewolf movie. Yes. It wasn't like werewolves, but some kind of twist on the character or something like, oh, but it's Harry Potter world or, oh, but oh, what, what was the thing in Doctor Who? It was, oh, I don't know. But I, I did like how... As soon as a character gets scratched, they're going to become a werewolf. Yeah. I'm glad they actually did that, because I don't feel like I've seen that in many things, even though somehow I know that plot point. Yeah. Yeah, this film kept things simple in a way that I really Mm. liked. It didn't get... There was a point in the middle when it started to go a little bit into a conspiracy theory about um, Davos Seaworth. Mm. I'm just going to call him that, because that's the only thing I know him from. Sure, sure. um, The guy from Game of Thrones, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know know him as not Leon, so forgive me if I uh, forget his name at any point. Not Leon? Yeah. Because it looks like Leon from um, Jean Reno. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Okay, yeah. that's also good, yeah. But, so, he's, but he's not. So, no. he's, so he's not Leon. So not, okay, like not, not, Le- like not Leon slash Davos Seaworth, yeah. That's just our little nickname for him at home. Okay, cool. No, I can go with not Leon. You're right, they do look very similar. Jean Reno and Leon Cunningham, very similar. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, there was a bit in the middle where it gets into a bit of a conspiracy theory where, oh, he works for the government or the secret police or secret service the secret service that's it and well, that, that's not the conspiracy he does work for that's the what he, okay he does work for the secret service <laughs> he's quite open about that true 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 and it's all this like you know oh we wanted to weaponize the werewolves but they drop it really quickly like it doesn't really matter at the end of the day no it, it's not like they go into a whole big thing about that it's just like oh this is why, why i'm here and this is mm-hmm. and i'm the reason you're here mm-hmm. oh and now i'm a wolf and now i'm dead mm-hmm. so that, well, i appreciated that it, it didn't stray too far from the central conceit which is bunch of soldiers in a house fighting off werewolves mm-hmm. and it was short and sweet and there were some solid jokes and yeah I just really there, were, enjoyed there it. were bits of this that I really I really enjoyed how well made it was that mm-hmm. little little details they'd have like the house would take bits of damage like a window would fall out or mm-hmm. they'd nail up another window or something and then later on in the film you see like a wide shot of the house of which they get the nighttime shots very well also she's very artificially lit but yeah. it still looks really spooky mm. But they've got all those details. Like you'll see that that window's missing from that scene upstairs where you saw in the bedroom they knock away, they shoot a werewolf out the window, mm-hmm. and that window's missing when you look in the long shot. And then, what do you think of that explosion at the end? <laughs> I mean, obviously a bit larger than it should have been. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, bit over the top, but it looked fantastic. It did, yeah. Like they must have actually destroyed that house. Yeah, I'm not I don't sure. Know, I don't know if they built the house specifically, mm. or if they just bought a house in the middle of Scotland. I'm not sure. Well, first of all, it's not Scotland. It's set in Scotland, but it's not filmed in Scotland. Right. Because it was filmed in Luxem- in Luxembourg. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Did you not notice the constant, like, in the credits, like, I... sponsored by Luxembourg. Big thank you to the Grand Duchy of Luxembourg. Yeah, like, I did notice a couple of things. This film was definitely made on a tax break or something. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a, there was a lot of Luxembourg branding around this, like, the front and end of this film, which mm-hmm. made me laugh. But yeah, it's supposed to be Scotland. But yeah, I agree. Like, they... It's like a bottle movie almost. It was another thing I really like. I like a movie that's like has a single location. Like mm-hmm. this mostly it does. And yeah, they use the house really well. I mm-hmm. agree. You, you really get a sense of the cottage and the kind of way 
I mean, I had some. There were, there were times when I had some questions, but on the whole, like they they did keep it very consistent with what the entrance and exit points were and how they yeah, dealt yeah. with that. So, yeah, I thought visually it was great. I was surprised when I looked up when this film came out and it said two thousand and two. I think it looks older. Yeah, I thought I thought for sure like nineteen ninety five or mm. something because it doesn't have any CGI and because it is so practical effectsy. Mm-hmm. But again, I think, I don't think that's a bad thing. I really like no. that. Like, yeah, even though the costumes were a bit janky like you know, mm. they weren't the most convincing mm-hmm. and I felt like in the first part of the film you don't you just see glimpses and I thought oh that's good they're just showing like yeah. hands and claws yeah but and then, then there's re- one or two bits where you just see like a like a slow shot of the of the of the whole head yeah. situation mm. and uh yeah that's that, that those are the giveaways <laughs> but yeah the, the, in the second half you see quite a lot of like full body stuff and mm. yeah I don't think maybe maybe a little bit too much no like, um I did like well, I I didn't like initially when not Leon transforms into a werewolf. Yes. And everybody's just like, what's going on? Even though they've all clocked on that it's werewolves. <laughs> Everyone's like, what's happening? Like, his eyes turn weird and his teeth w- w- were sharp. And now he's below the table doing something. What's happening? No one does anything. They're in a high-stress situation, you know. Yeah, but like, come on. <laughs> but then I liked that later on when What's-Her-Face, the, uh, the woman, she... Megan. Yeah, she transforms into a werewolf. As though she has a choice in the matter. Mm. Because everybody else needs to transform just because they were werewolves. Like, the rest mm. of her family, they were all werewolves mm-hmm. already. Could they transform from and between? I, I, I was, don't know. But I like that she got mid-transformation and someone just shot her straight in the head. Just like, yes! Smart decision. Smart choice. Finally, yeah, exactly. smart person. Well, I mean, let's face it. Sean Pertwee was easily the smartest character in this film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was the only one who knew what was actually going on and that he was going to be a werewolf and stuff. Yeah, he consistently had the right idea. Mm. He was like, I'm, all, I'm going to turn as a werewolf, shoot me. Apart what? from uh, that injury he got to the belly and his guts are hanging out and they're yeah. like, shit, he's dead. Yeah. Like, he's gonna, he's not going to live through that. Mm. And uh, what's the name? The other guy comes up to him and starts pushing his organs back in and he's like, they're not going to fit! And like, of course they'll fit! And we're like, why, why is that your go-to sort of complaint of the situation? My oh, organs aren't going to fit. Where, where, where do you think they came from? Oh, no, that was one of my... <laughs> Early big big laugh. I loved that line. That was such a funny line. <laughs> Not gonna fit. Like, <laughs> it was so good. Like, <laughs> you piss off. That is an order. Incoming! Back off! You can take your orders and shove them up your ass. Oh Jesus! <laughs> My guns are out, goo. Well, we'll just put them back in again. Ah, you- they're not gonna fucking fit! Of course they'll fit, man! Come on! Come on! Quick plot summary, I'm not gonna do the whole thing, but soldiers in a forest mm-hmm. get attacked by werewolves, they're doing training, they meet a random woman, retreat to a house, get attacked by werewolves. Mm-hmm. Boom. So when they're on the training bit, <laughs> I can't be bothered <laughs> Great. the whole thing. <laughs> but when they're doing the the first bit that made me laugh was obviously when the cow falls down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was that? I was I was I really wanted to bring that up. Where did the cow come from? Why did nobody look up? Because anything could have been above them to drop that cow on them. That's true, they don't look up, do they? Where did the cow come from? <laughs> I'm guessing they were like underneath like a... Why would the werewolves not eat the cow? Well, maybe the werewolf was attacking the cow and like gored it. So his belly was, you know, hanging out like okay, Sean sure. Pertwee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but while it was running away, it kind of rolled off the hill. I don't know. They weren't at like the bottom of a gorge or something. Mm. The only thing above them was trees. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, maybe you just couldn't see them. It was like a, a like a long hanging kind of cliff face or something. Okay, maybe or a very I steep hill. I thought we 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 should have seen that. I don't think they had the budget for that, Harry. Let's be real. What you mean to point the camera upwards or to just find a bit of land? There's other bits of land in the film where there's like a sharp 
a, a steep climb so, above them. Yeah, no, I meant like to pan out and just actually see the, the cow fall down. Like you don't see it fall down, but just like have someone look up and just point the camera upwards once. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, it may be like well, it's it's not the surprise. Well, because like, I was expecting the werewolf to be above them, like lurking in the trees or something. Well, maybe it was. It, it was like was. Well, unusual behavior for a werewolf. Mm-hmm. But okay, I'm interested to see how this plays out, and then mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. What do you think of Sean Pertwee's ghost story of his soldier friend with the devil tattoo? Yeah, that was odd. <laughs> I thought that was going somewhere. <laughs> well, it was going somewhere. Well, I mean, it, it was a it was a ghost story, but it was hmm. self-contained. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, n- none of that ever came back. It was just character building. It would have been interesting if, as does happen later in the film, many soldiers get ripped apart, but hmm. one part of the soldier that gets ripped apart has a devil tattoo on oh, it. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Right? That would have been an interesting sort of coming around. But, okay, yeah. But but no. Well, you never really saw, because they were all wearing the khakis, you never saw if any of them had, like, tattoos or anything. But, no. Yeah. No, I think it was just, like, a little character piece. Like, you know, mm. just a little... Yeah, it was it was an insane story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I guess, yeah, it's setting up the whole, like, you know, we are soldiers, kind mm. of. Yeah. I was also expecting him to... To, at the end of it, just saying, like, nah, just kidding. Because <laughs> that never happened, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that never fucking happened. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Eddie, we went out a few drinks. We had a lot of drinks. And we went down to the tattoo parlour, and I got a desert rat done. And Eddie, being Eddie, he wanted something a bit more meaning. And being a bit of a believer, he said that his soul still belonged to God. But his flesh, well, his flesh was way beyond redemption. And it was up to Satan to save his skin. So he got this fucking great laughing devil tattooed right on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, about six days later, we were making a regular sweep along the uh, Iraqi border. And uh, Eddie, poor fucker, triggered an anti-tank mine. Yeah, we all saw it happen. I mean, he was on point. White. Blinding, lightning flash and a fucking deafening crack. And by the time we picked ourselves up off the deck, Eddie was... And he was gone. Just bits and pieces of him. It's all that remained. This big fucking red circle, 100 metres. I'll tell you something, lads. It really puts things in perspective when you have to scoop your mate up with a shovel and stick him in a bin bag. Anyway, the thing that really did our nuts in that day was when you uh, came across a bit you recognised. Bit of ear, toe and nose, a tooth. The thing that really freaked us out that day was when left-hand Charlie found a bit of Eddie with a tattoo on. I mean, everything else was burnt to a crisp, covered in claret, all mushed up, pulped up. Not this bit. This bit was perfect. And there's old Nick chortling his fucking arsehole off at us. So you could say that Eddie was right. That Satan did indeed save his skin, just not all of him. Or you could say that Eddie was just unlucky. Either way, it taught me to keep a very open mind. His drunk acting was also mm. great. Like when, so he, he gets his like wound to the belly and then they mm. go back to the house and the bit where they're like super gluing his wound back up and he's got he's drinking all the whiskey to kind of numb the pain. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I love a bit of good drunk acting. <laughs> he went, I like he went full like, you're my best mate you are. Yeah. I fucking love this man. You see this man? I fucking love yeah. this man. Like, <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I'll tell you something, miss, right? You just skis are here, right? 
is my best mate. He's a salt and a fucking earth. I mean, don't get me wrong, the rest of the geezers in the squad, they're all right, lovely fellas and stuff, and any single one of them married my... <laughs> married my sister. If I had one. Apparently, the reason he's so good in that scene is that he asked the director if he could actually get drunk to, to film that scene, to make mm-hmm. it authentic, and Neil Marshall, who directed it, was like, yeah. So, he, so he's actually really drunk when he's doing that scene. Brilliant. And you know the bit where he's like, uh, knock me out, knock me out, fucking knock me out. Yeah. And then... Kevin McKidd, the other guy, like punches him square in the face. Mm. Apparently, Kevin McKidd overshot and actually did punch Sean Pertwee in the face, but because he was so drunk, he didn't feel it, so it all worked out. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. is, is it? Like, is it actually a good idea to knock someone out? No, 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 not not even because it happens a lot in films. It's like, oh, knock me out, like, or you know, like it's like the go-to, isn't it? If you want someone to, if you want to just distract stop, someone for a few minutes, if you, you want, if you want to there. stun them, yeah, you, know, you just, just knock them out. Which no, if. Apparently, if somebody's unconscious for more than, oh, I don't know if it's about, about a minute or a few minutes, I'm not sure. I think it's like about a minute, maybe even less. Hmm. If they're unconscious for longer than that, that is a very, very serious injury yeah. that they're having. Like, Because at that point, they're not getting very much oxygen to the brain and sure. they will likely have brain damage for the rest of their life. Yeah. So, and I mean, he's asleep for a good twenty minutes to an hour. Yeah, like, it's, it's not just a, a like a temporary off button to just put someone to sleep. Yeah, like a, a natural sleep. Yeah. That's not what it is. <laughs> it's a serious head injury. But I did like the way he went down, just like straight, like oop and out. Like, yeah. he, he was like proper, like well, two tries, up. but yeah, two tries. But when 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 he does finally hits him, it's like yeah, he's he's down. Mm. So I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, the girl. I didn't understand. I didn't hundred percent understand what her. You know, you were saying how you wasn't weren't sure about why she didn't transform into a wolf earlier. Mm-hmm. I was. I really wasn't clear on what her backstory was. No, I had no idea what, what any of her story was. Because she she just turns up at the middle of nowhere mm. when they're running away from a werewolf, and she's like, "Get in!" And th- at that point, I was like, "Okay, well, this is a brand new character, right? Mm. Have we have we seen this person? Because everybody's acting like we've already met this person." Sure, but. Uh, Nope, she's brand new. Okay, this is going to be a thing. Yeah. This is definitely going to be some kind of a plot point later on. Oh, like yeah, where I, she came from. But of it, course it was. Yeah, I, oh, I was instantly like, okay, you're a werewolf, or you're definitely on the side of the werewolves, because your mm. character has no backstory, mysteriously leads them to the place they get holed up in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, also, it all falls apart very quickly. But but yeah, I wasn't clear on what exactly was going on there. Yeah, like, what? why did she take them back to her home? Yeah. Because all that happened was just they ruined that house. Yeah. Like, she didn't know it was going to end up in the house getting blown up. Mm-hmm. But even so, like, there was dinner on. Like, they ate that. So she's part of the family... She's part of the wolf family, yes. That, that turn into werewolves once on a full moon. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, so she rescues them from her own family, takes them to the cottage... So her family can tease them a bit more from the comfort of their own home, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all it means is just damage to the house. Yeah, there, there's multiple occasions when she rescues they, the soldiers. They, they, they fight their way through a wall. Yeah. And then through a floor. Yeah, I didn't understand <laughs> what she was going for. No. <laughs> and then the, when, when she chooses to reveal what's really going on, it's kind of really arbitrary as well. It's like, so she says, oh, we should, you should blow up the barn because they'll be in the, they're probably hiding in the barn. Yeah, why blow up the barn? Oh, I understood that. Well, I agree. Like, it's her property. So in that, in that sense, it's not very rational, but... The idea is it blows up the Land Rover as well, so they've got no way to escape. Um, right, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of overkill. You could have just, like, sabotaged that. Yeah, just, Land like, punctured the tyres or something. Sure, 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 but whatever. Like, you know it's a muddy track. Yeah. And, like, she helps them to get back into the house. And then as soon as they're all safe, she's like, oh, by the way, I'm a werewolf. And I've let them all in, so bye. <laughs> 
It, yeah, I wasn't 100% clear. No. But that is when we get the crazy speech about, um, you think women are bitches, I'm the real thing. And uh, it's just my time of the month. It's yeah. like, this, the film took a real turn at that point. Was like, <laughs> this film was not building to this. Like, no. <laughs> like, if the whole film had been this kind of thing about, like, evil women, like, you know, it might have been a bit poor taste, but I could have been like, okay, that's what this film is doing. It's mm. like, but yeah, it really just came out of nowhere. I was like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> I was... It was unclear. Yes, it was. Also with her connection to not Leon. Because mm. that was a whole... Wait, there was a connection with those two? Yeah, because there's the whole thing where she says, shut up, Ryan. And they're like, when did you know his name was Ryan? And then she says, oh yeah, I um, I worked with him for a bit. They brought me into kind of... As to kind of because she's a zoologist. Her back, her crazy oh, backstory okay. that doesn't make any sense is that she's yeah. a zoologist who's been who spent a year studying wolves. Mm-hmm. And obviously it turns out that's a lie, but at the time, as soon as she said that, I was like... Who's funding this? Yeah. <laughs> Who's funding you to live for a year in the Scottish Highlands <laughs> to, to hunt werewolves? Mm. Like, uh, and then she's like, his company hired me to help, to help track the wolves, with it, and then it all went downhill or, or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. It really didn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, I don't think the plot of this film is terribly important. Like, It's all about... What was... Um... You know, in the closing scenes, when, they, when, when they've just blown up the house and Cooper's under the kitchen... Mm-hmm. And there's lots of bodies hanging from the ceiling? Yeah. What's with that? People they've eaten before. Well, one of them it, is... Well, if they've the, eaten them, why are there bodies? Well, they're, they're just skeletons, aren't they? It's just the bones. Were they? No, because no, no, the bones were in the closet upstairs. They've got skeletons in the closet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, so what, what, why were there these bodies hanging? Maybe, maybe it's like a larder. You know, they don't. maybe they don't eat it all at once. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, you got me. Save it for a future date, you know, yeah. So, does that mean that when they're not werewolves, they're just regular cannibals? Good question. Because when they're werewolves, are they, as a family of werewolves, sitting around the table? Yeah. <laughs> and just tucking into m- a nice m- m- Mother werewolf has just cooked up a nice, uh, a-, a nice young Scottish boy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. like <laughs> I'd watch that movie. <laughs> Is that what's happening there? Maybe? I don't know. Oh, yeah. So, actually, down there, there's the campus from the start. Yeah, that's what I mean, because that's how they get the silver... Yes. Did you notice the the weird time jumps that happened at the start of this Oh, film? I was so confused. Because it started off with, with these people in the tent getting getting killed. Yeah. And then it's like three days earlier. It's not, it's two hours earlier. Is it two hours earlier? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, but yeah, two hours earlier, yeah. it's, it's, you know... Somewhere else. Dog getting shot. Yeah. And then it's like four weeks later or something like that. Yeah, and I was really like, doing like... Well, Sorry, what? I was What's really, going yeah, on? Yeah, I was doing a lot of like crazy maths. Methods. So now it's like four weeks, but minus two hours. Yeah. But like, it is relevant. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It asked a lot of me to like. Yeah, it asked a, asked a lot of like my mental arithmetic to kind of figure out what was going on there. Mm. <laughs> it's very strange. Mm-hmm. But I will say this was a very pro dog film, which I appreciated. How is this film a pro dog film? Because that dog was fucking useless. If anything, it caused them a lot of issues. There was that one point when they're all getting attacked by werewolves, and I don't think anybody actually dies at this one point, yeah. but it all very nearly happens. And the dog is like, for a moment, I thought it had Sean Pertwee's like, guts, and oh, it was so just trying to pull them out of him. Which I laughed again so hard. I loved it. How is that dog useful? Wait, that, that, that dog almost killed a man sure. and distracted about three or four other people when they're all getting attacked by werewolves. Mm-hmm. As it happened, one person just vomited and saved the day. <laughs> How, oh, that was great. <laughs> don't, know, don't know who wrote that, but yeah. 
Yes, yeah, so then there's that, and then there's another bit at the end where they're all trying to keep quiet or something, and the dog's making noise, and it attracts the werewolves. What's how how is this a pro dog film? It's got a pro dog narrative, I think, because at the beginning of the film, Kevin McKidd. No, it's because the main character likes dogs. Yeah, but that's the, it. No, 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 no. Like, hear me out. At the beginning of the film, Kevin McKidd doesn't get into the special forces because he refuses to kill an innocent dog. Yeah. Liam Cunningham, not Leon, does kill that dog. Yeah. Uh, hence establishing himself as the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Then at the end of the film, Liam Cunningham, sorry, not Leon, is defeated because the dog comes back and attacks him, distracting him long enough for Kevin McKidd to stab him with the silver knife. So the dog essentially saves the day and gets revenge for the other dog that that, Liam, that not Leon had killed earlier in the film. Yeah. Yeah, this film is very much all about just be nice to dogs because you never know when they're going to save you. Sure. Yeah. Fine, okay. That dog, well, yeah, I, I agree. That, that, dog, that, that, that dog was a hindrance throughout the entire film. Yeah, the dog wasn't the most helpful in the middle of the film when he's pulling out mm. Storm Petrie's guts, but mm-hmm. he redeemed himself. Mm-hmm. And dog, the, I think dogs in general come out this film well. Not werewolves, but dogs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe. I mean, there were long stretches of this film where the dog just disappeared. Oh, yeah. Like, where, where's the dog? Like, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But it was around when it mattered. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the important thing. Yeah, shoot the dog. You're taking the piss, right? He thinks I'm pulling his leg. Do I look like a shotting comedian? Shit, why? No, stop! Still won't do it. You don't have a choice. Finish the job, shoot the dog. Shoot it! No, stop! What use are you to my team if you can't even kill a dog? I didn't say I couldn't kill a dog, sir. I just will not kill that dog for no reason. What was your favourite death in this film? The dog at the start. The dog at the start, okay. Mm-hmm. Yours? Other than the dog at the start. Wait, is that your only answer? <laughs> there were some good human deaths. Like There were some very good human deaths in this film. Um, I think... Probably the guy who manages to get the Land Rover out of the barn, mm-hmm. then to find as a werewolf in the back, and then you don't really see him die, you just see blood sort of squirtle over the windshield, and then they open the back door to the Land Rover, and like there's, a, a, there's a tidal wave of blood. <laughs> it is like an ocean of blood just yeah. pours out, it's like, my god, <laughs> oh, that yeah. man had too much blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's probably that one. Yeah, or maybe just before that when that guy's back just stealing the Land Rover and he looks in front of him and he sees one of the other soldiers who I have no idea who it was by the way mm. who's just slowly getting eaten by a werewolf and the soldier just raises one hand out like that as though he's yeah. in like a Shakespeare play yeah <laughs> and then gets very slowly beheaded yeah um, oh, that was great because then the, the werewolf like flings the head at the car door mm. and then the guy's even though he's been decapitated is still somehow like looking at him so. mm. Well, there's a couple of deaths that I wanted to pick up on. There's the first death, uh, Bruce, mm-hmm. who I only remember his name because something about the way Sean Pertwee says the name Bruce really makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Bruce, Bruce, we lost Bruce. <laughs> it's that cockney accent. I just mm-hmm. love it. Like, oh, we're not all together because we lost, lost Bruce. If I was a hero, I would have saved Bruce. Yeah. It's like, poor Bruce. It's like, all right, Bruce is dead. Get over it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bruce dies by... Running into a branch and impaling himself. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> How fast was he running? Uh-huh. Because they pan out, and it's not its not like it's like the branch is shaped like 
it doesn't come to like a knife point. Mm. It's a full branch. Mm-hmm. Like at worst, you'd run into it and be like, oh my God, you know, you'd mm-hmm. bounce off it and you'd be like, oh, I'm winded. Mm. But it literally goes right through him. Mm-hmm. Like, right through his chest as well. Stomach. It's through his stomach. It's stomach? I yeah, thought, it's I lower it was... down. It's through his stomach. Definitely okay, through okay. his stomach. Yeah. I guess it was less bones then. Yes. Fewer bones, but even so, like, it was... Yeah. Mm. I was very confused. I was like, how the hell did that happen? But it wasn't just he went slightly through it. Yeah, it went like, right. There was like a two foot. Yeah, it's like you kept the back running. Of like, well, I've started, I'll commit to this. Yeah. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. Yeah, I'll agree. That was a good one. Uh, but then my absolute favourite was oh, poor old, what was his name? The guy at the end who died. Who had the best, like, death line ever. He was like, I hope I give you the shit, you fucking wimp. Yeah. <laughs> that was mm-hmm. fantastic. <laughs> Yep, that was good. That was good. But I also, I found that, like, really funny and also slightly poignant because his whole fight scene before he dies was so good because it was such a fight scene of someone who desperately wanted to live. Was, was this the, the guy who just went fist to fist? Yeah. Yeah. Where he's just literally, like, <laughs> flinging, like, kettles and cutlery at this yeah. moment. He's like, I am not going to die today. He he's was just walking around the kitchen. Yeah, just... He was just fighting so hard to stay alive. And yeah. I felt really bad that he didn't make it because mm. God knows he tried. Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because some of the other ones are just like, oh, well, I guess it's my time to die now. Like, the guy in the car is like, you're behind me, aren't you? Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to fucking have you. But he's like, obviously, probably doesn't expect to win that fight. Yeah. Whereas this guy's like, fuck this. I want to watch the match. I want to get out of this. I want to live to see yeah. another day. It's like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. It's good. You the shit, you fucking wimp. So, drinking in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've got... Same as last week, Drink for Transformations. How many are... Actually, I suppose there's about three. There's Sean Pertwee, who doesn't go all the way, but he's halfway there. Mm-hmm. There's not Leon, and there's the girl, Megan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, that's three. Mm-hmm. That's three. There's three drinks, yeah, better than none, yeah. Yeah. Oh, me. <laughs> I don't know the, 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 there's no guest this week. Tra- yeah, I'm, I'm disoriented. You and me. <laughs> okay, drink for football references. Oh, yeah, I got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Including any analogies. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's lots, aren't there? Yeah. Like, we're 3-0 down and we need to get this back or whatever. This is a very laddie film in many ways, it is, isn't, isn't it? it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I liked it so much. Drink for werewolf-related injuries. So, essentially, any injury apart from running through a tree. Sure, okay. So anytime anyone is mauled or bitter or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Mm. Drink every time Kevin McKidd, the main guy, doesn't listen to important information. Such as? There's lots of times when the woman's like, oh, this is what's going on, or when Ryan is going, so this is what's going on, mm. and he's just like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. You just, you just keep like, shouting people down, and if you listened for a minute, mm. you might learn something. Mm-hmm. It just didn't seem very leaderly to me, so... Yeah. Uh, drink for British insults. Oh, that's good, yeah. Yeah, it's quite a few. Like, in the very first scene, there's, oh, you big girl's blouse. <laughs> I love Dogs? Sh- more like pussies. <laughs> I'm, I, a, I'm my personal favourite. Get off your big fat laddie ass. <laughs> All delivered by Sean Pertwee. Yeah. He's just great. I really, my, my main takeaway from this film is that Sean Pertwee should be in more things because he is great. Mm. <laughs> oh, he's easily the best thing in Gotham. Mm. Yeah. That's the main thing I've seen him in, in recent years. Is saying mm. like, why is he not in everything? Why has he not been in, in Game of Thrones? I mean, well, Game of Thrones hasn't really had any bad castings, particularly. No. That Sean Poetry could have fixed. 
No, no, not no. I don't mean instead of anyone else, but I'm just like he's such a brilliant British character actor. Like he'd mm. perfectly work in this kind of film, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But yeah, more Sean Pertwee stuff generally. Yeah. Okay. Drink. This one that really annoyed me. Drink every time someone has their back to a window. Oh, <laughs> so. Oh, it's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Like, God, never do that. Never turn your back you on the window. You surely know you're in a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> God. It did lead to some funny moments, though. Mm. My favourite being when the when the wolves are, like, clawing through the door. Mm-hmm. And I think Kevin McKidd... I, I think it's, like, mauling one of the guy's shoulders and Kevin McKidd just chops off the hand. Yeah. And the guy just turns around and says, thanks, boss. And then the, the hand is still just hanging yeah. there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mysteriously. Like, it's just... I did also like at one point when someone's just nailing up the door or something and then you see these claws come through the letterbox and the guy just casually gets the hammer and just moves onto the fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't react, doesn't, doesn't jump at all. No. It's, it's like how mostly they just, the, the main characters just seemed like not so much scared as just really pissed off by the whole situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like these fucking wolves. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot. Drink every time not Leon twirls his invisible moustache. Mm-hmm. Not literally, but just is, like, super villainous. Mm-hmm. He's, very, he's he's definitely playing your, like, classic panto villain. Yeah. Like, which I really liked. So, yeah. Yeah, he's a good villain. Uh, I'm done. Uh, yeah, and drink for full moon shots. But, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, none of them were a full moon. Really? Yeah. Oh, was it all yeah. gibbuses? And, yeah, well, what's what's that one that's almost a full moon? I, I, I don't know. No. But it was that. Okay. All the time it was like, oh, that's nearly a full moon. You know, like, oh, I'll give it a couple of days, that'll be a full, oh, lovely. No. That, that seems like an interesting thing to get wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the whole, like, werewolf movie 101. Yeah, surely. Well, fair enough, I didn't notice that. Mm. Uh, okay, I guess time for you to go to Patreon then. Unless you've got anything else. Or do you want to do the Friends game now? Let's do the Friends game. Okay, sure, Friends game. Well, there's only one girl. Yes. Mm. I think she's Phoebe, more than anybody else. Do you reckon... Because she's not that quirky. No. Who, who do you say? I don't know. I feel like she's more of a Rachel. Because she's kind of like... She's kind of just like competent and pretty and... And then it just turns... Oh, by the way, surprise, I'm evil. But... I'm just wondering who can sort of switch between good and evil that, that quickly. Of those of the, of the three of them. Maybe Monica. Do you think? Mm, maybe. No, I don't think Monica can intentionally switch between them. I think she's just a, a secret serial killer. Okay, interesting. Yeah, we'll go with Rachel. Rachel, sure. Okay, okay. so um, what about other characters then? Uh, so, Sean Pertwee. Sean Pertwee, so... I think he's Monica. You think? Very organised. Um, I think he might be Ross because he shouts a lot and he's kind of the most senior. You know how Ross is always the one who's like, let's be adults. I suppose that's kind of what I think of Monica because she controls everybody. She does, but she's more hysterical. But Monica's not Leon then. Monica's not Leon. So yeah. She's... So you got Ross and Monica. It's kind of like they get the two sides of the same coin. Okay. Yeah, that works. Who's the main guy then? Kevin McKidd. Yeah. It doesn't really fit. These characters are all like so British and know, so it's, macho. It's very difficult to match them up, isn't it? It doesn't really. Yeah. Maybe that's Phoebe. Okay, so that's Phoebe. Because I feel like Phoebe sometimes like gets very... like w- w- When the shit goes down, Phoebe's actually very much like, okay, we need to just... Actually, yeah, this. Phoebe is the one who could fight her way out of anything, of anybody. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and she's scrappy. Yeah. And uh, nobody wants to see Phoebe die. She's always going to be the last girl. No. The final girl. Uh, so Joey is Spoons. 
Yeah. Um, and then Chandler is everybody else. Yeah, just, all the expendable ones are <laughs> <Yeah>. just Chandler. <laughs> Great, love it. Um, that was easy. Yeah, I guess that's good. Who was the cow good. that falls down? Who was the cow? Uh, Marcel the monkey? Yeah. I mean, it's not as impressive, impressive of a foot. It's like, did something fall out down over there? I don't know. <laughs> I heard a light noise in the fleet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it's ugly naked guy. Ugly, okay, ugly. <laughs> Oh, mean. Oh. Yeah. Well, I didn't give him that name. No, no, it makes sense. Oh, true. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay, I guess that's, that's what this film would be if it was made with a cast of friends, which sure. would be an awful film. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Yeah. <laughs> it would just have no charm. No, no. This film definitely works as a British film. Mm-hmm. Like, this film is entertaining because it's British. Yeah. I don't think you could American remake it. Well, I've heard it described as the British Predator. Yeah, it is. It it, is it's really British not predator. far off. Yeah, absolutely. It's got this, yeah, it's people, it's definitely what the most recent Predators should have been. Like, mm. here's some people in a forest being picked off one by one by mm. a gang of monsters. St- monsters, yeah. Great. Yeah. Let, let's have some fun with this. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree. Mm-hmm. This is British horror done very well, I think. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Okay, we are on Patreon. Mm-hmm. If you go to patreon.com slash set and you want to support the show, you can donate as much or as little as you want. So if you've liked us, you think we're worth it, push some money our way. <laughs> That's strong salesmanship once again, Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do, uh, we've got a few bonus features av- available for you, which include a show where we review films we see in the cinema mm-hmm. and uh, a few other films here and there. Called Beyond Beyond the Box Set. Called Beyond Beyond the Box Set. And also, every now and then, some interval that John knows will put an advert into the show. I don't know why this is so hard for you to wrap your head around. It's so me ne- simple. Me neither, but it just it doesn't it's go so in. It's so simple. Everyone gets one a month. We do one an episode. Everyone gets one a month. Mm-hmm. If You know, that's it. Okay. But I thought it was once a week. Yes. We do one every week, but everyone who subscribes get what gets one a month. So what are the other ones, then? We don't just have the one Patreon. <laughs> Oh, every one person gets... But we've got more than four Patreons. Yeah, we cycle, so sometimes there's two in an episode. Mm. I should listen to the show. You really should. Yeah. (laughs) It's very straightforward. Okay, well, there's that. Um, Free free 30-second advert slot. You can advertise anything you want. Mm -hmm. It could be your own podcast, your own business, somebody else's podcast, or just anything else. I don't know. And also our Patreons get to decide once a month which film we do on the main show. Yeah. Remember, it's got to be a film that doesn't have any sequels, prequels, or spin-offs already. Uh, but if you do want us to do a film that does have one of those things, then we'll just do that on the bonus show. We'll just give it a, a review and a, and a bit of a talk about. Sure. That's it. So all that is on patreon.com slash set. Thank you. Indeed, yes. Let's see, Alex. Uh, what do you think of Jaws, which is at 97% Rotten Tomatoes? I find it to be anti-shark propaganda. What do you feel about the Entourage movie, which is at a meager 33%? I think they finally got Hollywood right. How about It Follows, 97%. Worse than your parents giving you the sex is evil talk. How do you feel about Juno, which is at 94%? That would be a movie that celebrates a teenage homewrecker. Uh, how about Bewitched at 25%? Best television adaptation ever put to film. How do you feel about American Hustle? The towering 93%. Overwrought awards bait. Righteous Kill, 19%. The movie that Michael Mann wishes he had made when he created Heat. Sounds about right. I'm Julio. I'm Alex, and we are the Contrarians. As you can tell, our thing is that we rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. Regardless of what we really feel. 
Find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Facebook, Twitter. We're everywhere. Ryan, do you want to go first or should I go first? Uh, well, you pick the film, so I guess I should go first. Mm-hmm. Sure. sure yeah. uh, okay, so this is one of those weeks when instead of one big idea, I've done three small ones. Mm-hmm. So I might need your brainstorming help on some of these a little bit. Oh, great. Well, I can't promise much. Mm-hmm. So my first one was pretty straightforward. Same film remade from the perspective of the werewolves. Okay. Because yeah. I feel like we never really get their story. So we know that they're just like a nice family who are also werewolves. Mm. Possibly cannibals, we're not sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need a bit of an origin there. How did they get turned into werewolves? Mm-hmm. Did they know that they turned into wolves once a month? Presumably. Yeah, they must do. Yeah, so are they just like at peace with that? Is it a curse? Is it something they enjoy? What's the story? Mm. Uh, mm, I think something they've embraced. They they've they've embraced they... their werewolfness. Yeah, I don't think they've necessarily... that They enjoy it or they or they don't enjoy it they're just like oh well I guess that's a thing mm-hmm. sure do you think so was Megan supposed to be the, the daughter of the family then something like that yeah a daughter I don't know a daughter or was she just someone who or was she actually a zoologist and then she just found them and got like adopted into the family like maybe it wasn't clear I'd like to clear that up mm-hmm. like I'd, I like an origin story like what, what is Megan's story where did she come from mm-hmm. how did she end up in this situation what was what was she thinking? Like, but I also like the idea that maybe the werewolves are actually perfectly nice, and they're just like living their life, and then one day all these soldiers just come and break into their home, and they're like, "Well, fuck this then." Yeah, because they did seem to have have everything together, whatever whatever system they had going. Yeah, they had a nice like, little cottage there. The the house seemed nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I feel for the house really in this situation. <laughs> the house is the real victim. Yeah, yeah, the house took the brunt of this. <laughs> like, do you think? On nights when there aren't soldiers breaking into the house and, like, messing shit up. Do you think maybe they're just, like, sat down at the table as wolves? Just, like, having a nice family dinner or the outside running around? Or I think that... Uh, yeah, I think they're sort of outside running around. Okay. Um, hunting different things. Just, like, squirrels and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, 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 sorry. Are we talking when they're wolves? When they're wolves, yeah. Oh, bigger things than squirrels. Cows? Imagine a werewolf that size looking for, looking for a squirrel. Maybe it's just like a like a snack, like a tic tac. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Probably a bitch to catch. Well, true. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Like a rabbit, or I don't know. If if, if not a human, what's the next thing? Like a cow. Cows are huge. Yeah. Yeah. They, well, they hunted a cow earlier. They did. True. Well, they didn't eat well, it though. They just pushed it off a hillside. Pushed it off a tree. Okay. Maybe that's the film. Maybe we find out what this kind of weird system we got is, where they're just like keeping cows in trees. Mm. Maybe there's loads of them up there. If they just looked up, it was just like all these cows just hanging. Like mm-hmm. it's like they've, they've turned the forest into like a personal abattoir. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 that works. So that's all I've got there. Just same film, but from the perspective. Maybe give the give the wolves a more sympathetic storytelling. Like, you know, because there's a, there's a few bits in the original film where you know it greys out and you see it from the wolves' perspective. Mm. I was liking the idea that maybe in their version, the humans are the enemy. The humans are the bad guys, and they're just defending the turf. Yeah, so yeah, think, that I works. Think there's a film in that definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, that was idea number one. Okay, sure. Uh, idea number two is, it struck me that this film would work really well as an Edgar Wright film with uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Yes, yes it would. In fact, apparently, Simon Pegg was offered a part in this film. I'm not sure which one. Oh, really? But he turned it down because Ed Wright said to him, hang on, we're going to do Shaun of the Dead soon, mm. uh, and we want that to be your first, the first 
thing the British public see you in as a horror film. Yeah. We're not done. You know, he was only known from Space and Big yeah. Train at that point. Well, that's fine. Then that worked out pretty well. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But by the same token, this still feels like it could easily be an Ed Wright, Nick Frost, Simon Pegg mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. Like, it could easily have been part of the Toblerone trilogy. Is that what it's called? Toblerone? Cornetto. The Cornetto trilogy. Mm-hmm. Toblerone? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it could easily be part of the Cornetto trilogy, like that kind of thing, where Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and a bunch of their misfit mates. Maybe, maybe it's just the cast of Spaced. Mm. Maybe it's just an episode of Spaced, <laughs> where they just go, like, they rent out an Airbnb or something in the countryside, mm-hmm. in the Scottish Highlands, and then werewolves start attacking them. Well, probably not. It probably would be... They all get a bit drunk and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Uh, by whatever, I mean drugs. And uh, Nick Frost essentially becomes a werewolf, but not really. Okay. And so then he's chasing him around the place as though he's the werewolf. And they all think he's a werewolf. They all think he's a werewolf. How, how, how's this going to happen? Well, I mean, they're all hallucinating. Oh, okay. So it's just a big old... So he's got to be, like, really fairy, though. Yeah. I mean, he probably is anyway. Oh, sure. But, <laughs> <laughs> but then he would appear more furry. Because of, of the drugs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they all get really stoned, or they get really baked on mm-hmm. something. Nick Frost takes his shirt off, and they're like, oh my god, it's a werewolf. Mm-hmm. And then it's just him running around trying to eat people? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you, okay, do you think he does, in fact, eat anyone? No, no, I reckon that maybe uh, maybe somebody gets injured, and like, um, oh, what's his name, Brian, the painter Brian. from downstairs. Yes. Maybe like he like falls down a gorge or something. Yes. Like, he's fine. But just, he can't get up and everybody thinks that Werewolf Nick Frost ate him. Oh, yeah. Through a series of misunderstandings, they keep finding, like, entrails, or what they think are entrails. Mm. Uh, maybe it's, like, a badly cooked spag ball or something. Exactly. Or, yeah, stuff like that. And yeah. then they think, oh, my God, they ate Brian. And actually, Brian's yeah. just, like, gone down the shops for a few cigarettes or something. Yeah. He always stayed at the pub after hours or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it just, paranoia sets in and people keep going missing, but no one actually dies. Mm-hmm. And it just ends up with... Well, uh, yeah, everybody keeps going away one by one. Um, until it's just Simon Pegg against Nick Frost. Yeah. Eventually he gets caught, and uh, turns out that Nick Frost wasn't actually getting high. No. Um, so he's just trying to get back to his friends. Oh, so and he the, doesn't realise why uh, everyone else... is running away from him all the time. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, then eventually he catches up with Simon Pegg, shakes him out of it, and then just goes out to the pub, and that's where everybody is. Sure. <laughs> I do like the idea of like just recreating the scene with spoons where Nick Frost maybe like got Simon Pegg pinned up against the wall, and Simon Pegg's like, I hope he gives you indigestion, you bastard, or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get the shits. Yeah, that's it, I hope you get the shits, not indigestion. Yeah, yeah that's, that'd be very funny. Yeah. So yeah, I think it will make a good episode of Spaced. Mm-hmm. Would have done if that had been, you know... The time, mm-hmm. uh, and finally, I must admit, this is my last one. I stole the title from a fan submission. So uh, Jed Jong, submitted. He told me off for cheating the other week. I know, but then I realised I don't have to work so hard. If I'd known <laughs> all this good, time, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> all this time, I've been like actually wasting my time being creative when Harry's just been like skimming the fans. So I mean, it's happened once. Sure. Yeah. Well, this is my one pass because I thought this was really good, and I expanded on it. All, all, all I got was a title, and I thought that's really good. I want to use that. So the title uh, suggested by Jed Jong mm. was uh, "What Dog Soldiers Do in the Shadows." Okay. Yeah. So I thought, oh, that's really fun because we watched that film about mm. a year ago. Uh, what What mm-hmm. we do in the shadows? Do you remember that film, the yeah, vampire yeah. film with uh, Taita Waititi and um, not Matt Berry? What's not Matt Berry's name? Just... The one from Legion. I don't know. Do you know who I mean there? The one who yeah, like, really yeah. looks like Matt Berry but isn't. Yeah. Who is that guy? Also, it's Taika Waititi, not Ta- Taita Wakiki. Taita Wakiki. <laughs> Say it again. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Okay, yeah. cool. I knew that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jermaine Clement? 
Sure. Yeah, he really does look like Matt Berry. Oh yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I always get those two mixed up. Anyway, so yeah, it's. He doesn't look a lot like him. You can tell them apart very easily, but just there's a very similar style going. Yeah, on. yeah, basically, yeah. I'm sure if they were standing next to each other, be like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, point I'm making is, so that film, what we do in the shadows, it's a comedy film about vampires that has like a mockumentary style. Mm. But that'd be a really funny thing for this film as well. Like, imagine. It's kind of similar to my first idea. Imagine just like a mockumentary about just a very nice, unassuming family living in the Scottish Highlands who just happen to also be murderous werewolves. Mm-hmm. And there's just like a documentary being filmed about their lives as like half wolf, half human people. Yeah. And so the the documentary crew are like part of the story almost. Like they're trying to film this documentary and they're staying behind the camera. But then every so often the wolves will just like turn as wolves and eat one of them. And mm. it's, just, it's very hard to get the documentary filmed because mm-hmm. there's a huge body count. Yeah. And yeah, I'm thinking again, maybe like times are tight and they've rented out their cottage like as a holiday home, like an Airbnb style thing. But the problem is that they keep eating the guests. So mm-hmm. it's very hard for them to get, ever get paid. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> Take the money up front and then there's no problem. Yeah, just deposits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking Megan can still be a character. Mm. Uh, so maybe, maybe it's like her parents and their parents have got like maybe a son and a daughter and she's the daughter. So and I think Megan should be in, in, at this point. Should she's married to a very nice human, mm-hmm. like non werewolf guy mm-hmm. who has not been eaten. He's managed to miraculously survive. Mm. I'm thinking he's very nice, very normal, very non murderous, but also very needy and annoying. So like, every time she goes out for a walk or something, he he gets really depressed. He sits on the sofa, just doesn't look at anything, just feels very sad. So it's, it's almost like he's the dog. He's just like mm, following around everywhere, quite annoying, just being a dog, mm-hmm. but not a dog. It's like the human is the needy, annoying pet in this situation. Uh, I think they should have a grumpy teenage son who is also a werewolf, obviously. Mm. And he's going to be like grumpy and resentful about being a werewolf. He doesn't like living on his own. Uh, he's going to have a job behind the bar at the local pub. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've not based this on your promise. I'm just cool. Just joking. And he's really terrible at pulling pints, but the staff like him anyway because he's very good at security. Mm-hmm. So there'll be a scene of like, when they call time, but if customers don't leave fast enough, he just starts barking at them and just chases them out. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I should try that. I bet, yeah, I bet you, you wish you could do that sometimes. Mm. Because of his heightened sense of smell, maybe there'll be a scene where there's some teenagers like dealing drugs in the pub toilets and he like he catches the scent from them behind the bar and we see him like ch- just chase them out the pub and they're all like running, screaming through the streets and he's just chasing them down. On all fours. On all fours, yeah. yeah. And we just see him come back in like with his face covered in blood like and his t-shirt <laughs> covered in blood, like yeah. sorted it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be a dog-friendly pub. Uh, mm-hmm. But every time dogs come in, he's going to start, like, growling at them, like, <sighs> so mm-hmm. that that's going to annoy the locals a little bit. Yeah. It's like, he's a, he's a good barman, but he's terrible with the dogs. <laughs> you said he's not a good barman, he's just good at security. Well, he's, he's good at security, but he's <laughs> terrible with the dogs, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, he's going to have a bunch of, like, non-werewolfy mates, like, his drinking buddies that he hangs out with, who, you know, they like him, he likes them, but, again, every so often he will just get really pissed and eat one of them, mm. and they'll just have to deal with that, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, but other than that, they're pretty much okay with it. And yeah, it's just going to be, I, f- I feel like it's just going to be a funny behind the scenes mockumentary about just living life in the islands as a domestic werewolf. Yeah. That's pretty much all I've got with that. Yeah, that would be something. Yeah. Certainly. I think it'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah. You need the right actors, but I mean, that's, yeah. So yeah, those are my three very thin ideas for this week. Mm-hmm. It was hard, like, unless you went into, well, we'll see what you've done. But yeah, I struggled because this film was, again, it was quite self-contained. Mm. Quite simple. I mean, it had its little plot strands, which maybe you've looked into. Yeah. Well, I did find there were there were a few situations, few scenarios that you could kind of do with this. You can do you can do the prequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which you kind of touched on there with sort of what what's the deal with the family. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you could talk about where where they got their uh, werewolf abilities from. Obviously, being scratched by another werewolf, but like 
where did that come from? Sure, and yeah. You could go right back to the very origins of it, but then I thought, no, I kind of did that last week. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I shied away from that. Yeah, you could do stuff afterwards where, you know, he, he, he goes back hunting werewolves or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, he becomes a werewolf hunter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, was, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was liking that. Or maybe he goes and hunts other monsters around the world. He, oh, he becomes like a Van Helsing kind of figure. I don't know what that is. The film? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Yeah, so I decided to go for neither of those. Okay. Instead, I thought some of, some of these forms, like say Alien or Predator, which both feel quite similar to this. Sure. In that you've got a crew and they'll get killed off one by one. What they seem to do, at least with their title naming, is they will do Alien or Predator, just like a single, and then for the next one or a, or a bit later down the line, they just pluralize it. Sure. And just put an S on the end and then make it bigger and better by having more monsters. Sure. This film feels like it kind of jumped the gun a little bit and just went straight to the sequel. Yeah, it's Dog Soldiers, not Dog yeah, like, Soldier. Yeah, because yeah, it's... Even though it's Dog Soldiers, so it's about the, the humans in this. Yeah. There's multiple werewolves. Yes. In which I didn't feel there needed to be. Mm-hmm. So... Well, this, not Leon said, didn't he? He said there was only supposed to be one, and mm. he said there's five or however many there are. Yeah, exactly. So this one is called Dog Soldier. Oh, it's a prequel. Um, yeah, so it, so it is a prequel, but okay. it's, not, it's not that prequel. Okay. And uh, it's going to be set in the 22 hours that uh, Kevin McKidd was trying to stay away from the Special Forces. Ah, okay. Interesting. Yeah, so taking place vaguely around the same time, well, the same time as the start of the film. Sure, yeah. At least, kind of. Two hours previously. No, it's 22 hours before three hours before the campers got got. Great. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I'm yeah, with so, you. Yeah. Yep. Which is also four weeks before the rest of the film. So yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, anyway, and so to recast this guy, I wanted to get a young Kevin McKidd. Obviously, he's uh, he's aged up a bit now. Sure. He can't play that same character. Sure. So I first went. Well, I only went to one person. Uh, my first choice was uh, Broyd Holbrook, who was the main guy in The Predator we saw last week. Oh. Okay. So you know he is actually a good actor. If you look, look at him and Logan. He'd, he'd done a great job there. Okay, sure. And enough. I think that he could do something. No idea what his British accent is like. I was going to say, is this now an American film or no, we're keeping it British? Oh, I absolutely want to keep it, keep it British. But okay, just sure. because I don't know any British actors who would be appropriate for this. Okay. I mean, I'm only thinking just like around that age, white, blonde. Sure. And then if you add British to the mix as well, it's impossible. Okay, sure. I always appreciate a good American doing a bad British accent anyway. Yes, that's, 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 not, yeah, that's always good fun. Can we have, somehow have Keanu Reeves in this? Um, I know he's too old for that role, but is there anything we can do with him? I've got an idea. We'll see. There's, okay. there's very few characters in this. Okay, fine. Go on. I've seen many strange things already. Bloody wolves chasing me through some blue inferno. So this is going to be the story of him on that training course for Special Forces. And, uh, yeah, so he's in Scottish Highlands. He's using his tracking skills to track down an animal of some kind so he can hunt it and kill it and stuff, so... Starts off general survival. Okay. He does track this animal down and uh, eventually comes across its dead corpse being eaten by a werewolf. So the corpse of the animal he's been tracking. What animal is it that he's tracking? Like a deer or something. Okay, okay, sure. It doesn't really matter. Okay. And this is while he's doing the special forces training for Not Leon. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I don't know if it's... Is it training? I don't don't know. Oh, the the test? Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. So he's... Trying to avoid not Leon, but at the same time survive out by himself in the Scottish Islands. Okay, sure. Which, I mean, they don't make it look that difficult. I'm sure, I'm sure you'd be great at it. Yeah. 
How hard could it be? Well, you'd have no, no hesitation shooting a dog, so... <laughs> <laughs> so the werewolf hasn't noticed him yet, and so uh, he slowly backs away without making a sound. And when he's at a safe distance, he uses a crossbow to fire an arrow into the distance to kind of distract the werewolf into running the opposite way. Okay. So while the werewolf runs that way, he runs in the opposite direction and as far away as possible. Sure. Well, we learned from this film what he could have done, which is another one of my favourite jokes. He could have just thrown a stick and gone, fetch! <laughs> but did that actually work or did someone just try that? Well, he tried it. I think the wolf was briefly distracted. I don't know, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I enjoyed I, it. I, I forget what happened. Yeah, I enjoyed the idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't remember what happened. If, if the wolf just sort of gave it like a look and just like, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he, he successfully tricks the werewolf, gets away. Now the werewolf finds the arrow, sniffs it, picks up his scent. Oh, okay. So then the werewolf's going to start tracking him. Ooh, while he's also tracking the werewolf, trying to, trying oh, to kill okay. each other. It's going to be a bit of a sort of cat and mouse game of, of hunting there. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to sort of just wander around in circles for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know what's going to go on there. Well, that is often what dogs do in the tracking. They'll just sniff the same piece of earth over and over again for ages. Great. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll do the um, Cooper will do the same. Sure, yeah. At one point, Cooper is going to uh, befriend a sheepdog. Okay. Just a random sheepdog. Yeah, right. Well, maybe he comes across the cottage or something, but I don't know. He, okay. I don't need him to be in a cottage. That feels like a bit repetitive. Okay, sure. But he comes across a sheepdog, who we could call Kiana, if you want. Oh, okay. Is, is Keanu Reeves going to like do the dog's inner monologue or something? Um, yeah, sure. Okay, that's oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't have to wear that in if that's not, if that doesn't really fit. No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. So, well, I, mean, I was going to have that, that Cooper does talk to the dog a lot, just okay. so that there's actually some... Uh, some, some dialogue at the start. Yeah. Or else it's just him talking to himself or narrating by himself, I don't know. So maybe he's talking to the dog and then Keanu, just in Keanu's head... It's talking back. Yeah. Just yeah. like all the time. It's like this fucking human. Yeah, I like that. Very homeward bound. Yeah, mm. good. So when we get to the final act um, of wrapping it up, there's going to be a very, very complex plan, uh, which involves Cooper spreading his scent all over a contained area, setting a few traps for the werewolf. When you say said, spreading his scent, is he just pissing everywhere? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Cool. Just to be clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's good to be clear. So the werewolf um, actually isn't just as dumb as a dog and does manage to evade all these traps. Um, in one way or another, and um, ends up fighting Keanu. Okay. Um, the sheepdog? Yes. Keanu does not do well. Okay. And, uh, well, gets pretty much ripped to shreds. Oh. Yeah, well, I'd already written that. Anyway, so while this is happening, um, a very emotional Cooper, who's just losing his best friend, mm-hmm. he's going to jump out of a tree from behind the beast with two flaming sticks in hand. Okay. Uh, Manages to stab the werewolf in the back and in the chest, setting it ablaze. And it runs away into the distance, howling. Okay. He then tends to Keanu, who was whimpering from his from his mortal wounds. Oh, he's alive. So Keanu's was... still alive. Oh, he's not like... been literally ripped to shreds then. Oh, he's alive, but like not for long. Oh, okay, very, right. very clearly not for long. Like maybe there's bits missing. Maybe oh, his, no. be- his belly's out. Oh. I don't know. What a horrible um, image. Yeah. Well, you learnt <laughs> it. Ultimately, Cooper has to put a dog out of his misery. Oh no! He has to shoot it. Has to do something. He probably yes. Well, I is don't that know. why he won't shoot the second dog? Is it not two in one night? Well, pretty much. Yeah. So then, just when he thinks it's all over, he hears some voices approaching his position, and it's the special forces tracking him down. Mm-hmm. So he runs for it, leaving the dead dog behind, okay. and uh, the film ends. So oh, it picks up straight so away up- with uh, him being forced to shoot another dog in the space of about three minutes. I like that. Well, I don't like. I don't like it, but <laughs> I like the. I like the way that comes back around. Yeah, like that's why he's so keen on not killing the second dog. It's like I've mm. done enough dog killing for one night. No, mm-hmm. no more. 
that's good. And it sets him up as like having a long history with werewolves, mm-hmm. which yeah, maybe he's in denial in the, in the other film. Like that's maybe that's why he's like so he, he won't accept it because he's like blocked out this horrible memory. Yeah, I like it. That's very good. That's mm-hmm. very plausible. Okay. I wanted to somehow connect that this was the same werewolf that attacked the campers, but I feel like it's needed. Also, you don't see that werewolf, so... No. And this isn't in Scotland, is it? Oh. I mean, the wolf could have travelled. Uh, that's why... Yeah, because that was North Wales, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure, it's North Wales. Yeah. Whatever. There's werewolves there, too. Or maybe that wolf... Well, yeah. there was, because that's where the campers were, wasn't it? No, the campers were in Scotland. Were they? Yeah, because oh, that's okay. why the silver knife at the end was in the cottage. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, the only bit in North Wales was the training thing. Sure. Well, maybe the wolf just, you know, he's been, been on a little Maybe there's more UK than one. Maybe, there's, maybe they're everywhere. Maybe mm. they are everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Cool. cool. Uh, yeah. Listeners' submissions? Guess so, yeah. Okay. Um, I've got a few this week. Do you want to start them? Yeah, sure. So I put the call out on a couple of Facebook groups. Great Mix Facebook group and podcasting mates. And so Josh Reed said, a prequel. The werewolf family lineage in Scotland, but based in medieval times. Basically Braveheart with big angry dogs. Okay. Interesting. So it's just the film Braveheart remade with werewolves. Yeah? I don't know that film that well. I'm trying to think, like, would Mel Gibson be a werewolf? I'm guessing you would. I mean, he's quite hirsute in that film, so... In, quite what, sorry? Hirsute. He's, he's hairy. Okay. Yeah. Have you never seen Braveheart? Uh, yeah. But not well enough to remember anything about what happens in Braveheart. No, doesn't he die at the end? Yes, he does. Cool. They, they will take our lives, but they will never take our freedom? That's the one. Hey... Anyway. anyway, Mel Gibson, uh, sorry, uh, Braveheart with, with uh, werewolves. Sure, sure. I like sure. the idea of it. Yeah. Uh, Lewis Glover says, set in a military facility where the army trying to turn their own, own soldiers into werewolves, but it never works. Until it works, but on the wrong person. And it all goes tits up. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's kind of like Predator in a way, or the most recent Predator and many other films when it's like a science lab and then suddenly mm. the, the subject escapes and runs rapid. It, exactly, yeah. Okay, yeah, like it. Definitely. I like that. Uh, Neil John replied to my status just by one quote of the film saying, I hope I give you the shits. Hmm. And then someone replied to his comment, uh, Christopher Kaletka said, sequel pitch, werewolf gets the shits. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. Uh, yeah, I, well, no, I wouldn't love to see that, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Ross Barber says, some basic film, uh, sorry, same basic film, but the Americans come across the werewolves while on exercise. Luckily, the bloke who survived the first film is available to help. Cue him and some of his squaddy mates taking a piss out of the Americans and saving the day. Okay, bit of cross-cultural comedy there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Andrew Mallard says, dog veterans. Mm-hmm. And then a reply to his from uh, Brad Hutchinson says, dog vets could be used as a double meaning. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Like, maybe there's like a special vets that, that... Like, remember we saw that film Hotel Artemis recently? Mm. It's like a, a, a hospital just for villains. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's like a vet and it's some random woman who, much similar to Megan is, like, friends with the wolves and just fixes them up when they've been injured. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Daniel Cooperthwaite says, Sequel. Wolf soldiers. Opening is coordinated and well-planned attack for the army to clean up the werewolf problem. Few get bitten. Operation not entirely successful. The soldiers are treated somewhat and sent back into action against the werewolves at the next full moon. I don't know why the wait. Maybe you can't find them otherwise. So, werewolves versus werewolves. Okay. Oh, good werewolves versus evil werewolves. Mm. Okay. Anyway, these infected soldiers fight the other werewolves and put in another dead cow. That was great. Ooh, I ran out of steam, didn't it? I'm pretty drunk, to be honest. <laughs> what is this group for you? <laughs> it's essentially me, but loads of people. Oh, just loads of views. Okay, great. Yeah, it's a brilliant group. David L. I've got loads of these, by the way. It's okay. a very popular film. Yeah, people I like see. this one. Yeah. 
David Elric says, Have Cooper heading a team going back to the wood to hunt down what he thinks are the remaining werewolves, only to find that there are more than he previously thought. Okay. Bring in some more British actors to fill out the rest of the roles in the squad that have fun personalities like the previous film. Maybe cast Tommy Flanagan as another survivor. Um, oh, sorry, I forgot to look up who, who that was. Do you know that? Tommy Flanagan? Uh, I shall Google it. So cast, maybe cast Tommy Flanagan as another survivor or the human form of one of the werewolves, like the Patriarch or something. Keep it more of a B-movie, though, with a good script. Okay. Uh, I recognise... Yeah, I recognise the name, too. He's in Sons of Anarchy, apparently. Did you watch that show? No. Oh, this guy? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's familiar, but... I he makes a good werewolf. Yeah, he definitely looks like he could make a good werewolf. I went immediately... when Who, who said... Whose idea was that, sorry? Uh, David Elric. When David Elric said, yeah, more famous British actors, my mind immediately went, for some reason, to Sean Bean. Oh, yes. He'd be good in something. Yes. Like I mean, he'd have to die because he's Sean Bean. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Mm, I like it. He'd be great. Penultimate one now. Phil Better. Oh, here um, we go. Sequel idea. The Megan didn't die in the house explosion. Don't I The Megan. The Megan, as in the Meg. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I was thinking the Meg? as well. No, it's not, it's not nothing to do with the Meg. But Shark re- soldiers. That should have been my sequel idea. It's the same <laughs> film, but the sharks. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so the Megan didn't die in the house explosion and sees Cooper emerge from the cellar. She then proceeds to hunt him, more thriller style than horror, causing Cooper to slowly go insane since no one believes him until Major Dutch from the Predator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. shows up and we then get cross between dog soldiers and the Predator. Call it dog soldiers, the Predators. Very good. You know well, what? I'd, I'd watch that crossover. Absolutely, yeah. I can mm. see that. Yeah, good. As long as it's still very British and very American. With, like, two big contrasts. Absolutely, yeah. I think just having Kevin McKidd and Arnold Schwarzenegger on screen together would be weird. They're yeah. just different actors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, so is she stalking... Is the the Megan... <laughs> is she stalking him in the sense that, like, in in the city? Like, drive, like driving him insane? Like, jumping up behind corners, like... And then just disappearing? Or? Yeah, maybe. Because it says it drives him... In, it's not that she's hunting him to kill him. Mm. She drives him insane because no one believes... She, him that she's real mm. so yeah is she just like psychologically torturing him like as a wolf yeah I think that'd be good okay <laughs> interesting <laughs> like fatal attraction meets the predator meets dog soldiers great uh, especially if she does just jump from behind corners going, just, ah, yeah. <laughs> like it yeah <laughs> okay and last one Ross Burton you've heard of him oh this, this guy um, this is a pun rise, Jans. No, it's not, but it's still predictable. Okay. Um, a whole cinematic universe, there oh, we go, okay. of soldiers that are dealing with where some things are otherwise, brackets, semi-mythical beasts. Such as vampire soldiers, goblin soldiers, troll soldiers, elf soldiers, spider soldiers, centaur soldiers, and tiger soldiers. Okay. I would love to see tiger soldiers. Tiger soldiers. That sounds great. That is, that, that's like an amped up version of this film. Right? Yeah. If they made like a Bollywood remake of this film. <laughs> Ah, uh, for Tiger Soldiers, I was, think, I was thinking more uh, more casting the uh, girls trip people. Oh, okay, yeah. More casting that group of people okay. as uh, the Tiger Soldiers. That thing could be fun. Yeah, an all-girl remake, but it's an all-female remake of this film, but instead of werewolves, it's tigers. Mm. I like it, yeah, and cougars. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, that's got some potential, definitely. Mm. Very good, like it a lot. Yep. Okay, okay so I'll get to mine. Alex Gaudet said, Dog Sailors. It's a prequel set in the 1700s, so it's like Master and Commander, but werewolves. Sure, yeah. Blaine Yurisha Miyakawa said, Dog Soldiers Babies, a cartoon show spin-off. Mm-hmm. Like Muppet Babies, just a cute early morning cartoon, but with werewolves. Okay. But baby werewolves. I was about to say, it'd be nice to see a film about like 
baby whales or like children whales or something like oh yeah we did that last that week that was basically literally the film we did last <laughs> week uh, Phil Catterall said cat soldiers it's just an empty forest the cats have no interest in the humans and are fucked off oh, of course someone did that <laughs> yeah I was very tempted but I thought I can't go to that well two weeks in a yeah <laughs> Dennis Fanning said dog soldiers too rough country oh god <laughs> I like that one better drink to that yeah. Stephen Jones said frog soldiers not an amazing movie, but I think I'd love it anyway. Warts and all. <laughs> Scott Hillman says, A making of movie about how a man who owns a bunch of mini malls in Arkansas ended up making a movie with the Grand Duke of Luxembourg. So I guess that's an actual behind the scenes. How did this film end up in Luxembourg? Okay, yeah. <laughs> John Manley said, Kevin McKidd's character wakes up in the woods with his dog and is taken in by the military. They don't believe him and send him back with a badass squad of marines and a seedy businessman arms dealer who's secretly trying to weaponize the werewolves. Oh shit, I'm just rewriting Aliens again. <laughs> <laughs> yep, okay. Mm-hmm. Aaron Whitwer says Descent of the Dog Soldiers mm-hmm. and Neil Marshall Mashup. Have you seen the film De- The Descent? Same mm-hmm. director? No. Do you know what it is? No. Bunch of women go... Um, what's that thing when you dive into ca- cave diving? I thought you say dive into cake. I was like, what, there's a film about that? Diving into cake? <laughs> This sounds like your fantasy. Uh, no, just the descent, they go cave diving, these okay. women, and then they get attacked by a random monster that you never see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Descent of the Dog Soldiers, werewolves versus those cave monster things, also some hapless cavers get caught in between it all. So, mm. yeah, good work. Uh, Gillian Ness Sterling said, I would like a movie about a coven of werewolf witches. Werewolf witches? Witches are also werewolves, or werewolves are also witches. That's, that's a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. Just werewolves are supernatural powers. Who are girls? Yeah? Hmm? Can't Ben be witches? This is sexism. Well, no, okay, it could be male witches. Well, they, are they not warlocks? Depends how they identify. Sure, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I'm not one to judge. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> However they want to identify themselves. Spencer Cop says, While out on manoeuvres, a squad of SAS operatives stumble upon a crashed ship with the words USS Defiant displayed on the bow. The ship's lone survivor, the captain, is a diminutive being with rather pronounced ears. Mm-hmm. Coming in summer 2019, Nog Soldiers. Ah, uh, okay. Do, you never really watched Deep Space Nine, did you? No, but I know. You know who Nog is, it. yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool, good. Johnny James Fuller said, D-O-double-G Soldiers, starring Snoop Dogg and Nate Dogg. Mm-hmm. So just yeah. rap, a rapper version. Yep, yeah, yeah. Miguel A. Verastique said, Cat Platoon. <laughs> dog Soldiers, Cat Platoon. <laughs> sure, <obviously>. yeah. <laughs> James Hayes said, Reservoir Dog Soldiers. Solid. Yeah. Not seen Reservoir Dogs, but yes. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Jones had kind of a conceptual idea that I found quite interesting. It's called Dog Soldiers 2, Viola Davis. Go on. There's, there's more to this. Yeah. That's just a horrible insult to Viola Davis. This film is a static shot of Viola Davis as somebody else with a pleasant speaking voice describes in great detail to her the plot of the movie Dog Soldiers and we just see her facial reactions from first learning the title to the end of the movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Well, so it's just like 90 minutes of Viola Davis's face while someone off screen is just like, well, and then this happens and this happens and this mm-hmm. happens. So. Okay. I'm just trying to work out how that would work. Maybe she cries a lot and wins an Oscar. Would she win an Oscar for that? She's Viola she, Davis. She cry. Yeah, but it needs to be believable. She could be nominated. Yeah, but it's the wrong emotions. <laughs> <laughs> there might be bits where she finds... She, she gets the emotions wrong, she's not getting nominated. There might be moments that she finds, you know, upsetting. Maybe she's a big dog person. Okay. I, it's not my idea. Sure. I thought it was interesting. 
Uh, False Starts Podcast, at False Starts Pod, says, Neil Marshall, the director, is currently busy doing Hellboy and Game of Thrones, as we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Shane Meadows takes over directing and writing. Mm-hmm. We get a mini-series that's equal parts funny and gut-wrenchingly tragic about Cooper dealing with his PWSD, i.e. post-werewolf stress disorder. <laughs> Very good. Phil Better Show, at Phil Better Show, said, Wait, didn't they? Didn't he do yours as well? Yeah. Okay, well... It's the same person. Yeah, I, I just want to make sure... <laughs> Is this the same idea? Phil Better at Phil Better Show has suggested a prequel in which we follow Megan as she studies local creatures in the Scottish Highlands, gets attacked by a werewolf, meets the soldiers, and it's called Dog Soldiers Fresh Air. Okay, uh, yeah, that's good. So he's written a prequel for you and a sequel for me. Uh, is he like playing us against each other? I, I think so. I feel like we're now like flies trapped in Phil Better's web. Like more puppets. Puppets or puppets, yeah. I don't know, I feel unsettled. Yeah. Mm, I don't like this. Mm. We should get him on the show and uh, talk about it. We should, yeah. Maybe that's something that should happen soon. Finally, Blokebusters, at Blokebusters, said, uh, Cooper dedicates his life to hunting supernatural beings. He goes on the road, tracking and killing as many as he can. Then one day, two men in a black impala arrive and campness ensues. <laughs> I think that's based on the TV show Supernatural. Okay. Yeah, which I've not seen, but no. sure. And yeah, those are our sequel ideas for Dog Soldiers. So mm-hmm. if you have a sequel idea for Dog Soldiers or any film we've done in the past, please let us know. We are Beyond the Box Set. You can find us at beyondtheboxset.com. Our podcast is available on all good podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Acast, you name it, we're on it. If we're on it, let us know. We will get on it. You can also contact us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Beyond the Box Set or at Beyond the Box Set on Twitter. And we have a Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Beyond the Box Set and also merchandise available on TeePublic. Again, just search Beyond the Box Set. And next week, it is my choice. Mm-hmm. So, this film's kind of a, in some ways quite a traditional but a very British take mm-hmm. on the werewolf story. We've also had a Japanese anime take on werewolves sort of nothing to do with the werewolf story nothing particularly the <laughs> not, not in the sense that we understand werewolves to be but you know mm. um, so next week I thought I would like to do a American take on the concept uh, also I thought I'd like to bring in the most famous well he's not always a werewolf but you know one of the most famous stories involving wolves there is is the Little Red Riding Hood story mm-hmm. and in 2011 I think uh, there was a film uh, directed by Catherine Hardwick, who also directed the Twilight movies, mm. called Red Riding Hood. Mm-hmm. And it tells the story of Little Red Riding Hood with a teen, and I think it's like a teen adult perspective. I've not seen this film. I've heard things that I think lead me to believe I will enjoy it, and you may enjoy it too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so next week we are going to watch Red Riding Hood. That's all I'm going to say on the matter. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. It's not what I thought you were going to pick, for sure. What did you think I was going to pick? Cursed. Has sequel. Does it? Apparently, yeah. Ah, oh, I couldn't find one. Whatever. Cool. Okay, well, I guess next week, Road Riding Hood. We'll see you then. See you then for the next edition of our season of The Wolf. Until then, goodbye. Bye. Shit, you fucking wimp.